The Bible Study Podcast, episode 139. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of Acts with chapter 2. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We continue the study of Acts with chapter 2, as we said, and chapter 2 is the story of Pentecost. It's a fairly long chapter, so let's jump right in. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues, as the Spirit enabled them. Now there were, staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment, because each one of them heard them speaking in his own language. Utterly amazed, they asked, Are not all of these men who are speaking Galileans? How is it that each of us hears in our own native language, Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them speaking the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, they have had too much wine. And so this is the 50th day after Jesus' resurrection on Easter. It is 10 days after the Ascension, because we're told the Ascension is 40 days after Easter, and Pentecost happens 50 days after Passover. And so that's where the timing comes in here. And so they've been waiting in Jerusalem for 10 days, wondering what's going to come, under orders from Jesus to remain until the Holy Spirit comes. And when the Holy Spirit comes, they know it. And everybody in town knows it. When the Holy Spirit comes on this day to these people, the Holy Spirit comes in power. And the Holy Spirit will be a dominant force and a dominant person of the Trinity in the book of Acts because the disciples, the apostles, are now filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, Jesus has already breathed on them earlier and said, receive the Holy Spirit. But at this point, something different happens. And there's all sorts of theologies that come up in different denominations in terms of what this is. Is this a Holy Spirit baptism? Does that happen to everybody? And I'm not necessarily going to get into that, but On this day, to these people, there is a very special manifestation of the Holy Spirit, including, for everyone here, the speaking of tongues. And in this case, tongues is defined as they are speaking in another earthly language, because they go outside and people recognize their own language in what is being said. So there's a very specific thing that is going on at this time. And that is a little different from how tongues is understood and practiced within some denominations of Christianity. But on this day, at this time, there is interpretation, and the interpretation is done by the crowds who, from all over, and I suggest if you're going to have to read this passage in public, you practice these names, because I've made the mistake one time of not practicing and then getting tripped up on this. So people from all over are hearing the gospel. They're hearing the story of Jesus, and they're seeing the acts of the Holy Spirit in these men, in these Galileans, in these simple people, fishermen and such, why is it that they suddenly know all the different languages? And some, of course, say, no, they just had too much wine. Some cannot believe that this is something miraculous. They simply 
come up with a simpler explanation. So, and then Peter addresses the crowd. And let's remember that before this point, they have been staying in the upper room, as they were told to do, but they've also been someone hiding in the upper room. And suddenly they are compelled to go out into the streets and share what they have been told. And this is Peter's first sermon. Peter becomes a preacher on this day, empowered by the Holy Spirit. And so this is the second work of the Holy Spirit on this day, a little more prosaic, but Peter is suddenly a preacher. And the one who has been known to put his foot in his mouth through the rest of the Gospel of Luke is suddenly has the words to say. And Peter, in his letter, in one of his two epistles, will say, be ready at all times to make defense of your faith. And Peter is and takes every advantage of this opportunity. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd, Fellow Jews and all who live in Jerusalem, let me explain to you, listen carefully to what I say. These men are not drunk as you suppose, it is only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel in the last days, God says. I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord, and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And so Peter comes up and first he says it's only nine in the morning. You'd have to be quite the drunkard to be drunk already by nine in the morning. And he says, no, this is instead what Joel told you was going to happen. And so he quotes from the book of Joel and basically talks about God pouring out his spirit on all people, the coming of the great and glorious day, and then calling on the name of the Lord to be saved. And he continues, Men of Israel, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did among you through him, as you yourselves know. This man was handed over to you by God's set purpose and foreknowledge, and you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death, because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. David said about him, I saw my Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body will also live in hope, because you will not abandon me to the grave, nor will you let your Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. And again, Peter goes to the Old Testament and he uses a prophecy from David, from Psalms. This is Psalm 16. And tells them, starts telling them about Jesus. Remember, it's only 15 days after Jesus' resurrection, only, what, 52 days after his crucifixion. Jesus is known to these people. Many of these people saw his wonders, his miracles, his signs. Some of them probably followed him and perhaps left when some of the crowd left during Holy Week left when Jesus started saying some difficult things and says, you crucified him with God's set purpose and foreknowledge. So he's saying that it was God's intention that this man, Jesus, be crucified. But God has raised him and we're witnesses. And so this is Peter beginning to witness to Jesus 
And he continues, Brothers, I can tell you confidently that the patriarch David died and was buried, and his tomb is here to this day. But he was a prophet and knew that God had promised him an oath that he would place one of his descendants on his throne. Seeing what was ahead, he spoke of the resurrection of Christ, that he was not abandoned to the grave, nor did his body see decay. God has raised this Jesus to life, and we are all witnesses of that fact. Exalted to the right hand of God, he has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit, and has poured out what you now see and hear. For David did not ascend to heaven, and yet he said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. And so Peter declares that what David was saying, David was not talking about himself, but was talking about the Holy One, was talking about the Messiah, was talking about Jesus, and that they have seen Jesus resurrected. And then wrapping up the portion of the chapter that we're going to do this week, therefore let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words he warned them and pleaded with them, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. That's pretty good, especially for your first sermon. That is the Holy Spirit that will be empowering the church as we look at this book of Acts. Remember again, this is a book of action. This is not a book of understanding. This is a book of what the church does. And it is a church that is empowered to action by the Holy Spirit. As we, who were at that time far off, who are called by God, are also intended to be empowered by the Holy Spirit to action. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to leave them at thebiblestudypodcast.com as a comment or send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com. Next week, we'll start to take a look at the early church because this is the birthday of the church, but the church will take a little while to figure out what form it needs to take and how it needs to function. As always, thanks so much for listening. It's a crazy world out there, moms and dads. I'm Katherine Seegers, host of Christian Parent Crazy World, the podcast that tackles tough topics to help you be a godly parent in an ungodly world. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.